everybody. Hi, everyone. And welcome to Twitches, a Twadcast. I'm your host, Alexa. I'm your other host, Sienna. And we are twins. And we're, we like witches. We do. That's true. That's accurate. We enjoy witches and We love movies. a good witch. We love witches in books. We love a witch and a... You know what, though, Alexa? Some, a, a part of our brand I don't think we lean into enough. Do you know what else we love? Twins. We do. That's accurate. As we our are birthday, twins, but we love as our, twins. As our birthday draws nearer, our enthusiasm for twins will grow. Um, oh, maybe we could do Mary-Kate and Ashley double-double toilet trouble. <laughs> or whatever that one is called. Do- oh that has a witch, right? Yes. They have a witch one. I mean, I don't know if... Like a Halloween one? Yes, I think it's one. like a Macbeth witch, isn't it? Like a... Well, I mean, the whole thing is a Macbeth reference, the title of it, but we'll figure it out. Coming soon. (laughs) Coming soon. A little Mary-Kate and Ashley magic. Everything they do is magic, but... Yes. Here's a question for you. Who is a more powerful set of twin witches? Mary-Kate and Ashley or Fred and George Weasley? Or Tia and Tamara? No, I think that's the hierarchy is they are Twitches. They are literally the brand Twitches. So, like, okay, they're so you're one. saying like Tia and Tamara, second, number second one. tier. Second tier, I think, is probably the, the two most highly debated ones would probably be Fred and George Weasley versus Mary Kate and Ashley Olson. Well, Fred and George Weasley wore robes when they were mandated by. Hogwarts dress code, but Mary Kate and Ashley, they wear, wear giant robes and <laughs> layers whenever they feel so moved. I mean, if They're anything, committed. they brought that look into 2004. Also, so. I am here's I'll give them both a point for this. I would believe both sets have probably danced naked in the woods somewhere at night. Yes, that's true. I would believe both of those stories if you told me that you had heard either of them. Yeah, but Mary-Kate and Ashley would be like, dance naked, like, at St. Bart, like, <laughs> under the moonlight, you know? Like, it, that would be, moon. like, the vibe. <laughs> and then um, Fred and George Weasley, it would be, like, in the Forbidden Forest, naked on a dare. <laughs> yeah um regardless so that's that's probably the top three we can get into that maybe we should do an episode where we just hotly debate the top twitch contenders is that something you guys would be into (laughs) let us let us know um and this episode we don't have any witch twins but we do have witch siblings because we are here to talk about halloween town the Disney wee, Channel wee, 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 original wee. movie. Um, you are familiar with it, even if you think you aren't. You are. So. You've seen it. You've seen it. Um, or you at least I, know Marnie. Or you know Marnie. You know Marnie's you, face. If you don't know Marnie, aka Kimberly J. Brown from Halloween Town, then you know her from Quince. Quince. So, and and um, we're not just saying that because as twins, we are obligated to watch Quince. <laughs> No, I don't even, we were never really like into Quince, were we? I feel like that was not a no. decon that we like sought I out. was thinking about this while watching Halloween Town was like, 
was this the first Halloween or was this the first Disney Channel original movie, DCOM? Um, that was. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, according to Kimberly J. Brown on her YouTube channel, which I was perusing for this podcast, <laughs> um, Halloween Town was the second or third Disney Channel original movie ever made. Okay, so then it was probably the first one to get a sequel, right? That was my question. Was like, was this the first sequel? Yes, that was another part of the conversation she was having with the actress who plays her mom, Gwen, in the movie, Judith Hogue. Gorgeous, by the way. I could not take my eyes off of her watching this movie. I was like, uh, one of your kids got those cheekbones, hon? None of them? Fun fact, fun fact, she lives in Nashville now. What? Uh, listeners, let's dox Alexa. She lives in Nashville. <laughs> I too live in Nashville. Um, I am not running in the same circles that, that. Uh, the Halloween Town mom is running in. I promise you that. She could compost. You don't know. That's true. She could be an enthusiastic composter, in which oh case gosh, we should I comment on the videos that she has being like, you should compost in Nashville. <laughs> that would be so normal and would That'd definitely be not so be a reason normal. to fire me. Um, so anywho, so it, it was the second or third Disney Channel original movie and apparently numbers wise blew the others out of the water. Oh, yeah. So D, it was a big deal in the DCOM universe. I was thinking it was probably either this or Xenon that got the first sequel, but I didn't know which one. But I consciously remember both of those being, like, huge moments in time. If we could figure out a way to talk about Xenon on this podcast, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, is Protozoa the is he a wizard of my heart? Yes. Which also, okay, we're jumping around all over the place. We're just going to quickly assume that you... No, I'll save this for later. It's fine. We can just move forward. Okay. To talk about Halloween Town. Halloween Town. Um, let's do a recap. Halloween Town. We have Marnie, played by Kimberly J. Brown. Marnie is a 13-year-old who loves Halloween. Uh, her best friends at the beginning of the movie say Halloween is we never quote, see again. Who is quote like made for her. Um, so we know that she likes weird stuff. We know that she feels like she doesn't fit in necessarily, or that something is weird about her, but she doesn't know what. Um, we know that her mom is a buzzkill who does not let them celebrate Halloween. Her mom, Gwen, uh, says, there's no Halloween in this house. I'll tell you why when you're older. Marnie says she's 13. I deserve to know really quickly give props to this actress she like the child actress for a child i think the reason that she was disney's face for like four years is because she was like actually pretty good for her age as far as like facial expressions and like reading social cues and not like i don't know the other two siblings in this movie kimberly j brown actually uh, this was on her imdb page i think but she won some award or broke some record for starring in three Broadway shows before she was nine. So she was like child actor. What do we think she played other than, of course, obviously, as we know from watching Into the Woods, she played Little Red Riding Hood. 
she would be a great, great little Red Riding Hood, but a nine-year-old would be way too young to handle that role. She was in like Les Mis and two other things that I don't remember, but. This isn't a musical podcast. The point is she, she, and you know, I don't know if all three of them were musicals or if they were just Broadway plays, but she was like a legit child actor, um, which is also something that they touched on because I went from watching Kimberly J. Brown's YouTube channel to watching Christy Carlson Romano's YouTube Seamless, channel. obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, that was what was suggested for me, um, and I had to click because Marnie went on Ren Stevens' YouTube channel last Wait, year. Wait, I think I watched this. Wait, maybe I watched Marnie get her makeup done by somebody. Well, this was a cooking channel one, and they made quote-unquote witch's brew, and it was like a pumpkin thing. So I do recommend giving that Christy Carlson Romano YouTube video making witch's brew with Kimberly J. Brown a watch. What is witch's brew? It, they, like, it's what is it like, actually? like a pumpkin soup type thing it's not even like oh a it's drink. savory it's like a oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait I, thought, I was thinking like a cocktail you went in a total soup direction i was also not expecting that i would not necessarily consider that a witch's brew but who am well I? I mean let's look at the other brews that we've seen right we've seen uh the love witch she had a brew but that was really more of like crystals and urine and the hair of the guy she killed i don't really remember well that was like a witch's bottle which is different than a brew the point is they're not actually witches they're just two disney child stars who are getting together (laughs) um the video was cringe it was pretty uncomfortable to watch and i think part of that high amount of like disney acting to have in a a video that and there's also this moment where they were trying to figure out if they had ever actually worked in anything together or if it was just quote they knew each other from the auditioning circuit so i'm sure that they were you know the two brunette girls on disney that were but they look the so show. different like their builds are so different but from a casting perspective you're like okay i want a like brunette white girl of a certain age who can play like friendly oh, yeah but also you know. like christy carlson romano doesn't play friendly there's a reason she voiced kim possible okay like her face does not read friendly her face reads ren stevens whereas well, like kimberly her face is like it reads like my parents just had five siblings at once (laughs) funny you should say that um because even though they clearly did like audition against each other and there was like kind of weirdness in the video one of the youtube commenters um hold on let me find it it's oh me. they they said something <laughs> along the lines of marnie always reminded me of charms piper mm-hmm. and i was like yes mm-hmm. kimberly j brown and holly marie combs from the og 90s early 2000s charmed do have similar nice marrying type energy that they Which, bring while we're here and Piper just came into the chat. Should, should we talk about the uh, current events as far as Charmed goes? For those who don't know, the 
original Charmed cast, well, two members of the original Charmed cast, which would be Holly Marie Combs and Rose McGowan. And also maybe we shouldn't say two of the original members of the Charmed <laughs> cast, Alexa. That's true. Look, you Rose know how McGowan. I feel. You know how I feel about when they kick Shannon Dougherty off the show and then instantly like, stops being stops being watchable immediately replaced her with rose mcgowan and then when they were like you have another sister a younger sister i a was younger, just like hotter excuse sister. me <laughs> i hate it and shannon like, doherty oh no don't even get me started on how the freaking how we treated shannon doherty all right we did not do her right so she luckily has stayed out of all of this drama and has said nothing but positive, loving things to the new said, Charmed cast. You said she was too busy drinking wine backwards She's... out of a glass with Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> she literally is too busy um, living that sweet life. So, um, but I've always been like Shannon Dougherty team. Even I mean even I'm, when, I haven't been, but I want to be. Even when <laughs> she people, look, she's she played a bitch for a lot of a lot of years in a lot of shows, which I have nothing but respect for. And um, and yeah, it's the Meredith, do I wish that like I could channel her energy? A lot of times I do, I do. Yeah, I mean, if only we were all, if only we all knew our worth the way that Shannon Doherty knows her worth. Rose McGowan has done plenty of work in terms of feminism in terms of women's rights she's been very vocal with the me too movement as has Alyssa milano who i almost just called Alyssa mastromonico but is <laughs> Alyssa milano the actress who is also very you know forward in the me too movement um and that is like thank you rose mcgowan for that work no thank you rose mcgowan and holly marie combs for, for getting, getting white together. wine drunk for like, getting white wine drunk and and uh, sort of shit talking on the new charmed on new Charmed, which as you guys know from uh our episode sienna and i we love loved we love so first season season is so (laughs) we just always have to clarify that the first season is so good also if you didn't know we were planning on doing the second season for the show and the second season was so bad that we felt not right talking about second season but but the point is the uh holly marie cones and rose mcgowan were saying that the new charmed is garbage and that's just like if for any of us who have watched the original charmed you know that they it's have garbage. no right they have no <laughs> and look garbage in the way that we love it in the way that we love it in the way that like when buffy Monster is battling people with like horrible stage makeup and like we love it like that's just it's a monster of the week show love that for what it is yes so um in terms of that obviously we love and support the new Charmed cast. Yes, and, um, I love I think, and support the new Charmed cast. Um, so now that we explain the whole Charmed thing, we can bounce on back to our Halloween Town. Remember how this was a Halloween Town it's a pod? Halloween I town forgot pod. to. It's a Halloween Town pod. Okay, so uh, bouncing back, uh, we were talking about how her mom Gwen doesn't how how Marnie's mom Gwen doesn't let them celebrate Halloween. Um, 
Marnie has two siblings. She's got her brother, who is also a buzzkill like her mom, has clearly taken the mother's anti-Halloween sentiments to heart. He's not interested in celebrating Why Halloween. Why can't you celebrate Arbor Day? He is, uh, you know, he's your your Disney Channel original movie younger brother nerd, right? He's got the glasses. He's got the sweater vests. It's the whole, the whole look. You know the look. Um, and then she has a younger sister who is, I don't know, kids ages six, eight, four, five. What? <laughs> She has a younger sister who also she can walk. Um, she's old enough to walk and also say words, but not old enough to not seem like a baby. <laughs> and also not old enough to be good at acting at all. So So fun fact, of course Sophie! I watched the Miss Mojo. I watched the Miss Mojo Where Are They Now? And um the brother and the sister, the brother sort of did some acting. And then has kind of dropped off. And I feel like he could have gotten a lot of work like now's generation where they, it's like the skinny faced, long haired boy is like a more desirable physical thing. Yeah. Um, he, I guess maybe is like a writer or like sometimes does acting still. The youngest sister, the woman who plays the youngest sister is now just like a black belt in karate and is like a martial arts badass. Do you think that she'll be in Cobra Kai season three? We can dream, but she is retired. I actually keep hoping that (laughs) the news is going to come out that they're not actually making a third season. That show's really bad. If you like it, I'm like, I watched the whole thing. It's really bad. Plus, she is, uh, Sophie is retired now. The actress that plays Sophie is retired now. Um, she lives in, like, Arizona, and she's married with a kid, so. Um, yeah, well, Ralph Macchio was retired before Cobra Kai, so, actually, before Psych. You know he wasn't because you know he was on Psych. <laughs> Alexa, this brings me to a segment that I have thought a lot about since our last recording, and I think I've come up with the perfect way to intro it i'm ready so this is a segment that we're gonna call i know you know who dule hill should play in that film (laughs) (laughs) yes i like it very much so if you tuned in last time you know that we decided that maybe we should just cast dule hill and everything moving forward um, as a nation and we're going to start by doing our part here on Twitch is the podcast by casting Dulé Hill into every new uh, piece of media that we intake. So Alexa, who would you cast Dulé Hill as in Halloween Town? Oh man, you're really putting me on the spot. Do you have a choice picked already? Because I need to think on this a little bit. I have thought about it and I have two that I think would be good. I think Dulé Hill would make a great Calabar. Oh, yeah. Feels like a natural choice. I think we talked about it extensively, just the two of us not on mic, about how I think his ability to portray um, a bad character is way, is like underrated. Underutilized. Absolutely underutilized. Uh, And I also think he would make a great, if we're going for more of a bit role, I think he would be a great taxi driver. Oh, yeah, just doing the voice for the... Just CGI a skeleton, and I think he'd be great at it. You know, just like a few witty 
witty jokes about bones and stuff. I think it'd be great. Okay, speaking of, so my vote is also for Calabar. Uh, we get the full uh, from charming to evil sorcerer uh, Luke for Dulé, which I really like. So that's my vote. I did make a note, but actually I want to get back to the recap before I before I get into my other notes. So let me quickly wrap up the recap since we keep getting off track, which like who us never. Um, so we've introduced Marnie and her brother and her sister and her buzzkill mom. Um, and, and her younger sister clearly has some kind of like witchy ability uh, because she can sense that grandma is coming to town and grandma is coming to town and grandma is the Debbie Reynolds. H-W-I-C. Um, and literal H-W-I-C. Um, amazing. Really brings it, brings a little bit like Mary Poppins. She's got a, a bottomless carpet bag. <laughs> she's got, um, she's got floating down from flying buses. She is their witchy grandma. So grandma shows up and causes a scene. Mom hates Halloween. Grandma loves Halloween. What's the deal? Um, and grandma, for some reason, has to leave at, uh, at midnight or whenever. So grandma has to get going. The kids follow grandma when she leaves on the magical bus to Halloween Town. And that's how our adventure begins. Um, Halloween Town is a magical place. Something is amiss in Halloween Town. Yes, Halloween Town is a magical place where witches and various other creatures live in harmony away from the humans. Or do they live in harmony? Um, This is also where... This is where Marnie learns that she's a witch, that they're really a family of witches, the Cromwell witches. They're a big deal in Halloween Town. Um, her sister's a witch, her brother, who knows? Um, so they're they're learning all this exciting stuff. Marnie's learning she's a witch, but at the same time, Halloween Town seems off. People and monsters are turning super grumpy, which is strange for such a upbeat and happy town and then so they're disappearing while, altogether and grumpiness is just the first step so while marnie is learning more about becoming a witch and her mom and grandma are battling it out about whether marnie should stay in halloween town and learn to become a witch or if she should go back home and be normal and safe in her mom's opinion um, at the same time we've also got halloween town citizens going missing and a handsome warlock uh who is the mayor who's got the hots for marnie's mom i mean i feel like here we should talk about what we know the definition of warlock to be because in this movie they seem to say like witch is lady warlock is dude but we've previously discussed the fact that witch is actually non-binary and warlock is evil dude right yes it's specifically. like a, it's like a bad guy yeah that's like the traditional definition of warlock that we have been working with since the beginning of the pod um warlock is an evil guy a wizard can be sometimes considered like a male witch can also be called a wizard 
Um, and a wizard, I believe, connotes some kind of, you know, specific training. In this town, however, it appears the Disney vernacular is that warlock is just male witch, um, not inherently evil. Although we learn to discover the handsome he mayor is, though. <laughs> is, in fact, inherently evil. He, um, he wants to take over the human realm because he feels like the magical folks were banished from the human realm and that they should have the right to live wherever they want which like fair kind of agree you know that would be nice but the way he went about doing it was clearly all wrong but also his motivations as revealed at the end of the film are kind of just that marnie's mom married a mortal and he like held that against all mortals yeah he's like basically like an incel incel of the wizarding world um yes um okay but also keep in mind this is a disney channel original movie so like this is the original disney channel original (laughs) movie this is certainly one of the original disney channel original movies but um so the the plots and the motivations and the what have you are not always super strong the reason yeah. people it's a lot of watch, exposition the reason people watch and enjoy this movie is uh for the nostalgia factor for the halloweeniness of it all the... for the pg rating so this is no rocky horror this is no uh that like nightmare before christmas is of course pg but does in fact bring nightmares so like <laughs> if you have a small child this is a great option the Peripheral characters in this movie are some of the most underserved, one-dimensional characters I've ever experienced. The foremost example of this, I think, has to be the woman who is, I'm assuming, the PA of the mayor, who is a literal walking pincushion. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. But of that course was she did. definitely a of moment. Of course she did. They went it's the they same went. way that you forget about the two-headed guys who run the bus station. Yes. What? Like for the bit characters, they went full out with these very strange costumes Rod. that aren't aren't necessarily traditional like magic creatures like they could have just made her a vampire but they were like no she's a walking well no because the vampire was too busy getting her tooth pulled by the tooth fairy classic the use of um practical effects in this movie are not to be undersold i mean clearly the makeup team the prosthetics team had their work cut out for them. At the same time, though, clearly the prosthetics team was sleeping on the job. Every <laughs> single, there's no consistency. Like some people are in like full prosthetic, like masks, like huge masks that go over their whole heads. Some people have like prosthetic noses. Some people just have face paint. Like there's no consistency at all. It is, it is not. I'm, it's not a high budget film. Now, I clearly they didn't know these were going to be hits. Yes, I haven't seen the later iterations of the Halloween Town movies in a long time, but I did see a clip from one while I was watching Christy Carlson Romano. Did you and not watch the second Barney. one? 
No, I did watch oh. like a chunk of it. I didn't finish the whole thing. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> but but um but I will say it does seem like the like value by the time we get to Halloween Town High or what have you oh, does yeah. increase. Well, Disney spending it. a little more money. Yeah, think about the difference in in just like the the complexity of the storylines they were telling at that point also like this storyline is pretty linear pretty yeah. like there's not a lot of twists there's especially if you know that warlock means you're a bad witch <laughs> then there's no twist at all <laughs> like which although again in this movie it does seem not, like yeah yeah warlock is just male witch because we also find out at the end surprise the brother that hates witchcraft and is a total best kill actually has a little magic of his own so. he's a witch um but that they call him a warlock but i call him though. warlock i know yeah. i know whatever actually they call him like a cotton-headed ninny muffin i feel like most of the movie <laughs> but um, he is yes so he is just such a like again child actors y'all <laughs> it's a I choice mean, also i f- like child actors back when they weren't like this was like a different category of like these are not your kiernan shipkas no let's talk about a child actor in this movie that we have not yet talked about who i think is very important to not only the movie but also a lot of young people's relationship with this movie which is the bad boy of halloween town I feel like you're alone there, but I will let you no, expound upon it. <laughs> I don't think I am. Watching this movie, I literally was like, even the bad boy character in this movie is painted with such broad strokes. It's like, he's got a chain bracelet. Not like a chain necklace or something commitment, like heavy visually. No, it's like a bracelet. Like It's literally just like a... Oh, whatever. The point yes. is... He's, the town bad boy whose name is Luke, um, who we learn is actually working for Calabar, the big bad for the film. But, like, we don't learn <laughs> – again, it's not really a secret. Like, we learn it because the guy who's driving the taxi knows about it and is like, he thinks he's a hotshot just because he says some dark wizard gave him a plastic surgery. Like – which it turns out he did because in a Luke, way. our resident bad boy, is actually a gnome. A gnome? Is he a gnome? I mean, he's I a, think he's just a nondescript big-nosed monster. He's also got big ears, so he's got, like, the whole Luke. Which also is how you can tell that this movie was, like, early on in this because they clearly weren't thinking about franchise. They clearly weren't thinking about, like, we can't have the love interest at the end of the movie stop being super hot and start being super not hot. <laughs> like, which is why which is the they point of the movie. in Halloween Town 2, Calabar. We get Cal, who is Calabar's son. Plot twist. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is not a Halloween Town 2 podcast, just to be clear, but we did both watch Halloween Town 2. <laughs> And we are bringing up Halloween Town 2 specifically because, in case you do not know, Kimberly J. Brown, Marnie, is real-life dating the guy who plays Cal in Halloween Town 2, whose name is... 
Were they dating at the time? Are they just dating now? No, they like started dating. Um, Do you think she had him on her YouTube channel and then they like reconnected and she was like, there's something about him. It's just like, he's like a little bad boy. <laughs> um, okay. His name is Daniel Koontz. Do you think he gave her, hey, Alexa, do you think he gave her a rose on their first date? <laughs> I would she was have. like, oh no, I would have too. Um, no, they weren't dating when the movies originally came out. They like met again. I don't, I watched a few of their YouTube videos. He's on her YouTube channel now and they do like a yeah, couple videos. They do like couple videos where they're like, oh, us deciding what to watch on Netflix and like stuff Guess like what? That. We always decide on Halloween Town too. Calabar's Revenge. <laughs> like, um, I do feel for them because of course the comments are like, you guys should do a rewatch of Halloween, Halloween Town, Town too. And, like, well, and I just like, you feel for them because the way it feels to me is they met at some con or maybe they met at St. Helens, the town where uh, Halloween Town was filmed that has a Halloween Town festival every October. Why are we not going to Halloween Town festival? I mean, we this year we're I not mean, going because of COVID, but next right. year, listener, if you want to sponsor us to go to <laughs> Halloween Town and celebrate, actually, you know what we should think? We should figure out how to get to the Twitches where Twitches was filmed. Like on a Hollywood a fictional <laughs> island. Like Coventry. CGI backgrounds. Like Yep. So um but yeah, but uh Marnie and Cal from Halloween Town 2 are dating in real life. And that's just like a fun fact. Terrifying fact. I mean, let let us find happiness you know where we maybe, may. Maybe she did a love spell on him. Wow. And that's going to bring us right around to talking about magic again, which is something that we talk about on this podcast. I can't wait. What'd you look up? What'd you talk about? Well, Alexi, you brought up the fact that our young witch slash warlock in this, the younger brother, has some, some magic in him. And it's a lot of this movie is centered around your magical genealogy. So that's what I researched this week was like the history oh, of- cool of witchcraft running in the family you know hereditary sure. witchcraft that's definitely a thing it is a thing and it isn't a thing we I see mean, the first the first example that comes to mind of course is, is harry potter magical. oh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i guess the first two examples are practical magic and harry potter sure um but i think I-, I think in terms of you know like not like I would ever say mudbloods like if I lived in Harry Potter but what they're called in Harry Potter is mudbloods people who come from non-magical families versus purebloods people right. who come from magical families which is messed up I would I would redirect that aim at practical magic because I think practical magic actually does a really wonderful job of showing hereditary witchcraft because of the fact that it is I mean it doesn't it, it does because it's about who teaches you it's about who you learn from right so like sandra bullock and nicole kidman don't learn from their parents they learn from their aunts the idea is that like it doesn't have to be like your parent passing it down to you a lot of like the genealogy and witchcraft is like uh similar to drag queens you know where it's like a 
uh, when someone, when a drag queen makes over another drag queen, they, it's like, they call her mother. It's like, oh, this is my drag child. Cause I brought them into the world. It's very similar in witchcraft where it's like, oh yeah, this is like my protege. Essentially. It doesn't have to be by blood that you receive that genealogy necessarily or that you receive the like the history of like oh if you have a very powerful witch as your extended family that reflects well on you regardless of whether or not you're blood related to them you know but a lot of modern day witchcraft is based around building like a coven which is similar to a family which is again it's like a family but without blood ties sure and it's also kind of like a family still But so most of the research that I found out was that. But I also found a quiz. It's not really a quiz. It's 15 signs that witchcraft runs in your blood. (laughs) Okay. Now 15 is a lot, so I'm going to power through these. (laughs) I'm ready. Okay. Number one. Grandma, quote, knows things, i.e. psychic relatives. Two, you come from a family of healers. Three, strange superstitious traditions. Four, religious statues and altars. Five, you have a family of dreamers. Six, hauntings are normal. Seven, you were taught how to use herbs, not in cooking, I'm assuming. Eight, telepathic connection. Nine, your family wasn't normal. Ten, which birthmarks? Ooh, we should take a second and look into that. Sometimes a strange anomaly occurs in your family. Everyone has the same birthmark. Oh, Alexa, do we have the same birthmarks? I know no. we both have a little freckle right above our, like, in our little tummy space. <laughs> above our belly button? Yeah, we do. Count it. Uh, <laughs> 11, outdoorsy and animal lovers. 12, feeling energies. 13, high anxiety and social disorders. What up? 14, your family claims their magical heritage. 15, stories of ancestors being, quote, herbalists, midwives, or granny women. So is there like a, if you have 10 out of 15 and it's a family of witches, is there like a line drawn somewhere um it doesn't look like it it just says disclaimer there's a debate around what defines a hereditary witch and or a natural witch i believe hereditary witches are quite rare and i don't claim to know everything on the subject these things don't automatically make a person a hereditary witch so ultimately read and make assumptions at your own discretions and that's from otherworldlyoracle.com other than um like our family being weirdos i don't think that we meet any of those other uh, I mean, we definitely, yeah, but I mean, our mom has done some pretty witchy stuff in the past. Like she's like, you know, she burns sage and she cuts up banks that she thinks are bad luck and buries their heads in one place and sends their bodies down the river of another place. You know, we have a family of dreamers and we have that same freckle belly button. So we, we meet. Perhaps a couple. And I would of definitely say we have high anxiety and social disorders running in our family. So we we meet some, some of the criteria. Some of the criteria, like many um, people, I'm sure meet some of the criteria. That's neat, though. That's neat. Well, I almost believe it when you say it like that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about practical magic and how much I would like to be talking about that movie again instead of this movie (laughs) sandra bullock actually is what i was gonna say oh my gosh yeah wouldn't we all like to be sandra bullock 
she's been on my brain a lot recently. I like keep watching she's random. Doing okay. <laughs> I look, nobody's doing okay like right now, but I think in general, probably Sandy B's in a good spot. Um, but I keep like sh- for some reason she's been part of my like weird Netflix choosing random things to watch binge. Interesting. What Just like random watching? stuff. Like I watched Twenty Eight Days. Not the, like, murder zombie one, but the Sandra Bullock one where she plays, like, a, a alcoholic writer who, like, goes to rehab or something. I've never days. heard of it. I've only heard of the zombie one. <laughs> so do you have any other wrap-up fun stuff that you wanted to note about Halloween Town? Because I've got a whole miscellaneous section that I just, like, Ooh. need to get off my chest. <laughs> okay, well, no, I think the real thing that I wanted to bring to this episode was I know you know who Lay Hill would play in that. So I feel like that was what I needed to bring today. That what do you got? Great. That's gonna be a really good segment for the future. Thank you. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to just mention uh calabar has a lot of raven imagery going on when we meet him as the mayor there's like a raven in the corner he's got you know ravens on his desk that's a whole thing and i know that we have talked about ravens and blackbirds on a previous episode um so you guys can look that up if you really want to um also the best disney channel original movie burn for this movie would of course have to be when marnie Turns to Calabar. Oh. (laughs) Turns to Calabar and says, Hey, chocolate bar. (laughs) (laughs) What? How did I miss that? It's literally like when he's, I, you know, he's coming out of an evil cloud or he's standing on top of town hall or whatever. And she goes, hey, chocolate bar. And it's wow, like, that's really Disney, that's you came really up with good. the name Calabar. Yeah, so like, so... that means someone was like, it'll be funny because then at some point our main character can say, hey, chocolate bar. <laughs> so, wow. Um, I mean, that's way better than the line I would give it to, which is when Marnie tells the bad boy, um, where he's like, oh, maybe I could take you out for a bite to eat. And she's like, well, I was hungry. Actually, I'm going to give this a better line reading than what she does, which is, well, I was hungry, but then I smelled something. Do you know what it was? The big cheese. And that is a burn? Question That's mark? Burn. That's yeah, burn? Yeah, the, um, the animosity between Luke, the bad boy, and Marnie is, like, not earned. It it's, just, like, springs out of nowhere. But the thing is, it's somehow still a million times better than the unearned romantic chemistry between her and Calabar's son in the second one like just straight up they meet each other for less than an hour and she's like do you want to come into my grandmother's secret bedroom and definitely acknowledge the magic is real with me can we talk about how Look, this is not a Halloween Town 2 podcast, but we do need to talk about how in Halloween Town 2, she brings this dude that she just met up to her bedroom at a Halloween party at her house. And he's like, I don't know, your bedroom's kind of lame. And she's like, want to check out my grandma's bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) Which was the weirdest. That was a real weird moment. Um, Love it so much. Um, So then the only other thing that I wanted to make a note of, which is something that I don't know i tried googling it nothing was coming up i don't know if this is like an established trope or established bit for movies 
but the sort of chaotic, magical cab driver mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not unique to this movie. The idea of, of some sort of otherworldly or magical being taking you from point A to point B and just hitting the curve and driving over whatever right so we have we have in this movie we have benny the skeleton who's our chaotic cab driver in scrooged we have david johansson um playing the ghost of christmas past there was an episode of are you afraid of the dark that had one also okay and then in harry potter we have ernie and stan shunpike on the night bus bus. And I guess that's that's the end of my notes. That's just what I wanted to to well, make note of. And dear listener, if you want to follow us or say hi to us or interact with us at all, you can find us everywhere at Twitch's Podcast, or you can email us at twitchespodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice memo using the link wherever you're listening to this podcast now, or heck, just uh, text us. You probably know one of us statistically, so just shoot us a text. We miss you. If you don't have our numbers, just DM us on Insta. What if I just said both of our, what if I just fully doxed us, just said both of our full numbers now? Honestly, I don't think there's anything you could do that would lead to me getting more junk calls than I already do. It's That's a curse. True. Yeah. So, well, in the meantime, we can't tell you guys to do anything else differently than what you're doing right now. All we can try and tell you to do is don't do love spells. Don't do love spells. Thank you so much for listening to our advice on this. We know what we're talking about. Oh, and next time we might have a guest. Yes, I hope so. Wouldn't that be exciting? I really hope so. I think it would be very interesting. So we'll see.